Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally podcast, the place where women from around the world come to discover God's plan for health in body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and health evangelist. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. You're listening to podcast episode 19, my exclusive interview with Sora Vernikoff, award-winning author and no-diet weight loss coach. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, certified integrative nutrition health coach and health evangelist. My assignment to the body of Christ is to help women and communities heal their world naturally in spirit, soul, and body. If you'd like to know more about how you can heal your world naturally, you can visit me on the web at rockyourworldnaturally.com. You can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn at Rock Your World Naturally and on Twitter, Rock Your World 28. Thank you so much to all of our new and returning listeners. Have you ever been confused about what you can eat and what you cannot eat? I know as a health coach that I've heard so many things when people come to see me, they just might have a bit of confusion because of all of the latest diet trends, the diet fads that are out on the market. And I get it. It can be totally, totally confusing. And my guest today, Zora Vernikoff, she will help you to take all of the guesswork out of what you can eat and what you can't eat. Zora Vernikoff is a no-diet weight loss coach. Over 20 years ago, she healed herself of compulsive overeating by transferring her classroom management techniques to food management techniques. The experience that she had teaching challenged kids in Brooklyn, New York, helped her to develop an easy-to-use, no-diet weight loss system that she went on to teach to hundreds of unhappy dieters. Zora's book, Eat What You Want, Stop When You Want, a no-diet weight loss program, became a number one Amazon bestseller when it was published. And in addition, her book was awarded the 2018 Distinguished Favorite by the New York City Big Book Award Contest. Zora teaches her no-diet system both online and offline, and she's a well-known speaker. Zora likes to say it like this, if you want to eat what you want, stop when you want, and become forever thin and healthy, visit her at nodieting.net and start making peace with food today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Miss Zora Vernikoff. Hey, Rakesha, it's great to be here. Oh, I am so excited to have you. It is also um, always wonderful to connect with a fellow uh, health coach to uh, promote the message of health. Well, I'm all about health because um, to me, health is wealth. Mm, that's so good that you say that and you don't you realize know, it till you're older but health is the most important thing after god 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more because a lot of times, you know, when we don't have health and we can't enjoy life, we can't enjoy one another. And I think it makes it harder, even more challenging to fulfill whatever purpose that we might have here on earth, you know, if we're not healthy. I, I, I couldn't have said it better. So with you being a, a health coach, can you share with our audience a little bit about how you started this journey of um, walking down this path? Well, actually, um, I'd like to call myself a no diet weight loss coach because it was over 20 years ago that I used to teach really challenged kids in Brooklyn. And these were kids that were really challenging. But yet, if you walked to my classroom, it was always quiet and kids were working. And at the same time, I used to diet, take off the weight and then put it back on. Well, one day I looked see of 35 faces and I said hey Sora how come these kids who walk talk and do those other things listen to you but food has no animate qualities you can't stop thinking about it and you can't stop eating I said why and then I had an idea and the idea was that I did everything perfectly on diets and then I always regained the weight I decided I wasn't going to diet but I knew something wasn't right with me. So I figured out that in order for me to really not diet and eat the foods that I wanted, I needed to journal every thought in my brain to figure out how my brain worked. And so that's what I did for years. I would journal every eating experience before, during, and after. And out of that, I saw the problem. And then I was able to, when I reached my goal, my weight loss goal, I was able to transfer my classroom management techniques to food management techniques. And I developed this easy to use, eat and stop yourself, no diet system. So my passion is making peace with food and owning your food thoughts so that you can eat what you want. Hmm. Something that you said is that when you started this journey that you began journaling um, yeah. your food experience. Now, when you journaled, was it more or less that you, you were tracking your food or were you actually having conversations? Cause I know I'm a journaler. I love to journal. <laughs> Me too. Um, so sometimes, you know, I write down conversations. So was it that you had a conversation with yourself and the food you were eating or can you share a little bit about that? You know, that's a really good question. I did both. Mm. So what I did was, um, the more I got into journaling, the more I began to see the patterns. The more I began to see the patterns, the more I decided on a spreadsheet to chart the patterns and what the thoughts were with each pattern that occurred, which were similar each day. So not only did I journal my feelings, uh, by the way, I've never read these again. Not, and I journal to this day and I still record decades later what goes in my mouth, but very mm. differently. So because I, that allows me to manage my emotional management system because the mm -hmm. foods I choose allow me to maintain my emotions in a much healthier way. So, um, so yes, I did both. I journaled extensively what my thoughts were, what I was thinking, how I dealt with things. And then I journaled exactly the thoughts attached to what I was putting in my mouth. And that was on a separate sheet. And I saw patterns and from those patterns, I developed the techniques in the system. Wow. And yeah. I think, too, when we put things down on paper and we visualize it, and it, it really reminds me of the scripture, it says to write the vision down and make it plain so the one who's reading it can run with what they see or what they've written down. And so when you're writing 
what you're eating, what you're putting into your body, your thinking patterns begin to change about how you view food as well as how you see food. You know, uh, you said it really well. I mean, to me, if you don't write down, to me, it's all about what you write down. Because, um, you know, you're going through dangerous waters, you know, you're going through the, uh, the choice to change. And you're alone, unless you have a coach, you're alone. And I was alone. And so I completely relied on um, what I wrote down to guide me. And to begin to see that I was okay, and all these thoughts were okay. And the most valuable thing I write everything down. I mean, I'm ridiculous, but <laughs> I mean, you I might be a every- scribe. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, it's really scary. Let's put it that way. So, um, I mean, to me, if I don't write it down, I don't know. Because what I learned from journaling is your thoughts pass so quickly. If you don't capture them, I can't remember them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, and also when I write on paper, I'm also committing and I'm, yes. very, I'm very big on commitment because without commitment, it's too hard. You mm-hmm. know? So. That's true. That is so, so true. And so writing it down helps you to, as we have been sharing, helps you to kind of refocus your thoughts. It helps you to understand or, or begin to see the relationship that you have with food. One of the things that you share in your book, and I definitely want to get into that, you share that your goal or your passion is to help people to make peace with food. And I think that when we look around in our society and our world overall, that there truly is a form of warfare that is going on between people and food. And people are being... Um, killed, if you will, or they are losing their lives in this war, either through obesity, either through sickness, or through something as simple that we do every day when it comes to our our food. So if you can talk a little bit about making peace with food, what that actually means so that our listeners can can have a, a deeper understanding of of what that underlying um, thought is behind that? That is a wonderful question. And that that's quite an explanation. So, so let me begin by saying that what I tell people is that um, food is not the challenge. The challenge is the way your mind is wired. And so let, I'm, I'm just going to share, if you don't mind, um, exactly why you have a weight problem. And then you'll see where the piece comes from. Is that okay for you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay, so what I've discovered was that because I'm from Brooklyn originally and I love to shop, that my mind is like a department store. And on on the conscious thinking, the part where I'm aware, I have a weight, I'm I'm saying in the past, I have a weight problem. Okay, now I have a managed weight challenge. But so I want your listeners to imagine this, that their minds are a department store um, and on the ground floor, they they believe they have a weight problem, but on the top floor, they have the sto- the, um, the storage or the stock room of that department store. And in that storage room, in that stock room, there's what I call a food thought puppet. 
Now, so you've got your food thought puppet in the stock room, which you don't see because you don't see your stock boy or the food thought puppet. And then you've got a weight problem. Now, I want your listeners to imagine that there's an escalator between the stock room and their conscious thinking, which is the ground floor, and their food thought puppet in the stock room that they can't see sends down food thoughts on the escalator to their conscious awareness. The problem is, and the reason why people have a weight problem is because they can't manage the rate or the speed of the food thoughts coming down from the stock room. Mm -hmm. So they don't have a choice to make a choice about how to manage that thought. So they overthink food and they have a weight problem because they can't eat and stop because those thoughts keep coming down. Mm. So, how do you make peace with food? The system I developed, Rikishia, when the stock boy or when your food thought puppet is about to send down that food thought, let's say a piece of chocolate cake, you immediately have the choice to ask that piece of chocolate cake a question. So you're immediately in a relationship with that piece of chocolate cake where you control it, even though it's coming out of the stock room and um, you have no management over the puppeteer, the food thought puppeteer. So mm. once you ask um, that piece of chocolate cake a specific question that I teach in the book, you will know exactly what you want to do with that chocolate cake. Once you mm. know what you want to do with it, you can use one of the two techniques in the system to let you eat and stop. And the two techniques are based on the concept of deciding how much of the food coming down the escalator is enough and then creating a visual reminder that you can eat and stop yourself. And that's what I teach. Once you learn that you can manage your food thoughts in this new and exciting way and have a visual reminder to let you know when you're going to stop eating before your first bite, then suddenly who's in charge? You are. And, mm -hmm. there comes, and so there comes the peace. And, and the most exciting thing is that when you lose weight on the system I developed, not only do you have a non-overweight body, but you have a matching non-overweight food thought mind, which is really what's controlling the weight problem and which is really why diets don't work. Because diets are other people telling you what to have. And you're still some, you're stuck <laughs> or your food thought puppeter, puppeteer, <laughs> he's still sending down those food thoughts that you really want. <laughs> And so, so it's a, you know, it's an endless cycle of deprivation and nothing being enough. And so how do you make peace with food? You learn to manage it um, in a new way. Mm, I love that because the system that you've created or developed truly empowers individuals to take responsibility to, in a sense, become their own personal health advocate. Because like you said, that that we are flooded, we are bombarded with so much on a daily basis when it comes to um, food and diet. And you've got to try this, you've got to try that. And it's just this never ending cycle, this yo-yo of what you should be doing, what you can't eat, what you shouldn't eat. <sighs> and it just puts people again in this unending cycle of Right. Um, not being able to lose the weight, but right. you hit on a key point where you said it really starts with the mental um, aspect of changing or renewing your mind concerning um, how you see food and how you think about food to begin to to begin this journey to um, better health. Well, what I found in my journey 
channeling um, Rikishia was that the reason I couldn't eat and stop was that nothing I was eating was enough. So I identified the problem as nothing I ate was enough, therefore I cannot stop eating. So I decided that the only way around this was to create um, actual techniques that would let me know before I ate the food when I could stop. And the reason diet, listen, if diets work, there wouldn't be so many. Diets don't work, you know, because they're not your rules. And you're only going to be feeling deprived and you're only going to be in a state of self-starvation. And it goes on and on and on. I, you know, but it, people think, oh, I'm going to, it's like the Pied Piper of Hamlin. They follow him to the river and they jump in with him. People mm. jump into diets because they want someone else to tell them what to do. Well, the truth is they have all the tools to manage their own food thoughts. They just don't know or maybe know about my system yet, which allows you to tap into your food thought manager and take it from there with two simple techniques. Mm, I love that. The management system to um, better ways of eating, making um, thoughtful choices about your food. Because I think today we are living in a time where there's this mindless eating, <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> where people are not truly thinking about how much they're eating or even what they're eating um, because our food proportions are are oversized or um, many times it's it's food choices that are unhealthy um, for us but if you really have a system that helps you to have that personal conversation um, regarding your relationship with food what you're eating what you're getting ready to put into your body that is a, a game changer um, that truly helps individuals to um, lose the weight that they so desire without having to count calories and being stressed out and having so much anxiety about not eating this, not eating that, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, here's the thing. I think that um, you're, the folks that are listening to this podcast have to ask themselves an important question. How many diets have I been on? How long can I stay on a diet? Do diets work for me? And if they don't work for me, then there must be a reason they don't work for me. And it's not me. I want to tell your listeners to give themselves a big hug right now. I'm giving, mm. my, I'm giving myself a big hug right now. Put mm. your arms around yourself and know that it's not your fault that you don't succeed on diets. You know that 97% of folks that go on a diet regain the weight in three years, okay? Wow. 90, and, and two thirds of all Americans are obese. Now, why is that if there are so many diets? The reason, can I share with your listeners why diets don't work? Oh, absolutely, Sora. I'm gonna, okay, so I want your listeners to think of a diet as a, as a clock. Let's start at 12 o'clock, you have a diet. A diet is a group of rules created by a group of people sitting in a corporate boardroom that tell mm -hmm. you what to eat, what not to eat, how much to eat. And most of all, don't trust yourself because that's what brought you to us. Mm -hmm. Now let's go to three o'clock. Three o'clock is good, good, good. Yay. I'm good. I'm a good person. I have high self-esteem because I'm following the rules on the diet, listening to what these other people say I should eat. Let's get to six o'clock. Six o'clock. You can't take it anymore. There are five Oreos on the plate from your kid, and you want those Oreos. So you go off your diet, you diet overeater, you diet binge, you have those five Oreos. 
And that's the only relief that you can get from the control of the diet. So you're really in a catch-22 behavior. On the one hand, you did what you had to do to gain relief from the rules of the diet because they're not your rules. And on the other hand, after you get that relief, huh, like I feel better, then you, yeah. beat, then you beat yourself up because you couldn't stay on the rules of the diet. So what do mm. you do? You go to nine o'clock and you go, well, obviously I can't trust myself. What am I going to do? I want to be thin and healthy. You go back on the diet. And you get to 12 o'clock knowing full well there's another binge on the way. And for as long as you're on a diet, that's as long as you're going to binge. Because it's like um, scrambled eggs and bacon or like salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. Be because when someone else tells you what to have, you're not always going to want to listen. Mm, that is so, so good. There Thank was so you. much that you said in that. And that just gives such a clear, clear picture of why you know, diets don't work. And, you know, from what I hear you saying, it's just about a, a lifelong um, lifestyle change with our thinking so that we can um, have better health, make those healthier choices when it comes down to our food. You know, I, I, I mean, I have no choice because mm -hmm. to me, a diet is not a choice because, yeah. you know, it's just not a choice. It's like um, when you're on a diet, you have no choices. You're, you're, you're mm. following. You know what? Being on a diet is like being a kid and you're you're um, let's say you're 11 years old and your parents say to you, um, you have no money. And your parents say, OK, I'm going to give you ten dollars a week. But let's say. Um, it costs $12 to get into the movies. And on Saturday, your friends are going to the movies. So what you do is you go to your mother and you say, or you say, you know, mom, all my friends are going to the movies today. It's $12. I saved my $10 all week, but I'm short $2. And the mom says, maybe she says he has $2 because she applauds that the child didn't spend the 10. Or maybe she says, I'm sorry, child, you had 10. That's all dad and I can afford. So here's what I'm saying. I don't want to be beholden to what someone else tells me I can eat or the amount that I can eat. Yeah. I'm, I want, um, I want to be able to have those choices, but I needed a system to have those choices. And I developed that system. Mm. So, you know, no, no, with the system that you're talking about, Sora, that is in your award winning Amazon bestseller book. Yes. And can you share a little bit about your book and how that can really support our listeners on their journey? Well, sure, sure. I'd be, I'd be delighted to. So the name of my book is Eat What You Want, Stop When You Want, a No Diet Weight Loss Program. And in the book, you actually learn two techniques that teach you how to eat and stop for no dieted weight loss. And I'm going to share one of the techniques with your listeners, uh, Rikishi, if that's okay with you. Sure. So I'm going to share the green technique. So Rikishia, um, I'm going to ask you um, if you're comfortable answering this. And I want your listeners to think about the same thing. I'm going to ask you, um, what's, what's the food? What's the food in your life that you have a hard time to stop eating? Oh, I am a chocolate lover. <laughs> that was my Tara. Now it's my best friend. Yeah. So if I'm around chocolate cake 
especially if it's like a double fudge. Yeah, I, I feel your pain, honey. <laughs> that's kind of like my, yeah, that's the one thing I, I enjoy, a good, good chocolate cake. You know, I have an Intamin's chocolate fudge cake in my refrigerator right now. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's say that you uh, are in a restaurant and you order that. Are we okay with that? Yes. Okay, so now I'm hoping that all of your listeners pick a food that they have a hard time stopping. Okay, so um, mine was also chocolate, but let's, I'm going to use um, the double fudge um, chocolate cake as a teaching model. Are you okay with that? Yes. Okay, so Rikishia has her chocolate, her double chocolate cake, mm -hmm. uh, double chocolate cake in front of her, and you all have that food in front of you that's hard to stop. The way the green technique works, Rikishia, is before you can have that cake, you need to ask yourself two questions. You need to ask yourself how much is enough and how much is too much. Now, I want you to take a pretend moment and ask yourself that same question. And I want your listeners to ask themselves the same two questions looking at the food that they don't feel they can eat and stop, which is how much is enough and how much is too much. So why don't you do that now? Okay. Okay, so you, in your mind, you have two amounts. Now what I want you to do, Akishia, is I want you to take your fork and I want you to cut, you know, with the fork or the knife, whatever you want to use. I want you to cut the amount that's too much called your marker, and I want you to pick a time on your plate, and I want you to push that marker to the time on your plate or anywhere on your plate you'd like. If you prefer a time, I like to use a time. So um, just push the amount that's too much away from the amount that's enough. Okay. So now you have two amounts on your plate. You have the amount you decided was enough, and you have the amount that you decided was too much. Now you are able to eat the amount that you decided was enough. I want you to, but not your marker. I want you to take a pretend moment and do that now. Okay. All right. You just ate and stopped. And why did you eat and stop? Because you had an amount that you decided was enough. And your mm. marker, which is somewhere else on the plate, was your visual reminder that you ate and stopped yourself. Now, mm. let's say you say to me, but Sora, I want more. Okay. I'm going to say, Rikishia, go to your marker and take off some more, leave a new marker and then decide how much is enough again. So look at your marker, ask yourself the same two questions, how much is enough, how much is too much, and then set aside a new marker. Okay. And now you can eat the amount that you decided was enough again, but not your marker. So, okay. all right. So again, you just ate and stopped. Why? You fed yourself mm. enough chocolate cake and your marker is your visual reminder that you ate and stopped yourself. Rikishia, once you use this technique with all of your eating experiences and you see, oh my God, I can have enough of whatever food I want. And I know when I'm going to stop myself even before I eat. You're managing food in a new way and you're going to want less food. You're going to eat less food. You're going to think less chocolate cake and you're going to lose your weight and you're going to be at peace with the chocolate cake. 
Oh, I, I love that because it's helping you to exercise self-control or temperance, which is one of the fruits of the spirit. And that's just an amazing way to be able to do that. So it's not like you can't have it, but you are um, giving yourself permission to still enjoy those things that you love, but without um, overindulging, I guess you could say. Well, I- for me, it's all about having, you see, as a woman in this society, it's all about having the food that you want without anyone down your throat. Mm-hmm. And not only are you having the food that you want, but you're able to manage that food in a way that's self-satisfying. Mm-hmm. So there's, see, I don't believe in deprivation, Rikishia. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know what I'm saying? So Check here- You've got your chocolate cake, and this is kind of your nemesis. But now, Grakisha, you can have as much double chocolate fudge cake as you want in this world and always know that you, you manage that cake by asking yourself those two questions before you eat and setting aside a marker. So you, so now you have, as of now, should you decide to use the te- uh, green technique as your other, as your listeners might choose, you can always eat and stop your chocolate cake. And I promise you, that if you stay with this technique in three months, each time you have that double fudge chocolate cake, you're going to look at it differently. Wow, that is amazing. I, I absolutely love the approach. And I know that there are so many listeners out there that are wanting to know, Sora, if they have the opportunity to work with you, how, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you with? Well, my website is www nodieting.net. Um, they can request a free 20-minute consultation. We can talk about their relationship with food and what they'd like to achieve. Or they can, uh, my book is also purchasable. Is I don't know if that's a word, but it's purchasable mm-hmm. <laughs> at my website again, which is www.nodieting.net. It's also on Amazon and it's also on Barnes & Noble, or they can get it in their local bookstore. And it's wow. called Eat, Eat What You Want, Stop When You Want, a No Diet Weight Loss Program. Outstanding. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we have heard just an amazing um, system today from our fellow um, health coach, um, Sora. Is there anything that you would like to leave with our listeners on today? Yes, I want to tell your listeners that I believe in you, but you need to believe in yourself. And I also believe that inch by inch, anything's a cinch, and yard by yard, life is hard. If you're tired of dieting, if you're tired of the defeat of the regain, then step out in faith and look, go to nodieting.net and give yourself the choice of success. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much. And again, I highly encourage those of you that are listening, please reach out to Sora. I know that you will be in wonderful hands with her to stop the dieting uh, yo-yo and she will again be able to help you out so much with her management system. Sora, it has been a pleasure hosting you on the show on today and I wish you many blessings and much success in your continued work as you share the message of health to uh, help people to end the cycle of, of dieting and to achieve a lifestyle of of just being balanced and living a healthier life. 
Well, Rikishi, thank you so much for your wonderful interview, and I really appreciate you allowing me to share my vision of peace with food. So thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. And again, I wish you all the best. Thank you, Rikishi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. God bless. Thank you. For health tips, faith-based education, and inspiration, visit www.rockyourworldnaturally.com and on Facebook at Facebook forward slash rockyourworldnaturally and Twitter at twitter.com forward slash rockyourworld28.